Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the seventh and final episode in a series in which we're developing a practical answer to the question, what is strategy? We laid out the five essential elements of strategy in previous episodes. And last time, we discussed the three requirements for developing a strategy that contains all the elements. But the best crafted strategy can't be effective if strategy isn't allowed to play its proper role. So today, we'll discuss the relationship of strategy to the rest of the organization. Most organizations treat strategy as one among a number of other business functions, but that isn't how it started. The purpose of business strategy as originally developed in the early 1960s was to integrate the various functions of an organization into a coherent whole. But as business schools began to add strategy to their curricula, it became a separate discipline with its own techniques and specialists. As their graduates rose to leadership in both for-profits and non-profits, they brought this specialist approach with them, and strategy became just another function, like finance or human resources. Along with this specialization came the view that the role of senior executives is to reconcile what they receive from their functional experts, rather than to participate directly in integrating these functions. Roger Martin calls this presiding over the organization instead of engaging in its daily life, which he insists is an abdication of executive responsibility. It's no surprise, then, that one of the most frequent complaints about organizations is that their functions or divisions have become siloed. In one peer-reviewed survey, 83% of companies admitted their major functions operate with little collaboration, and 97% of respondents said that this had a negative effect on their performance. Another 10-year study of successful executives found that their defining abilities are their understanding of how the functions of the organization fit together and their focus on strengthening connections between functions. For executives who spent most of their careers working in a specific function, this means overcoming the temptation to fall back on their narrow functional expertise when grasping the whole organization becomes challenging. In essence, strategy is a way of thinking, not a process, exercise, or set of frameworks. Treating strategy as one among a number of separate and, to some extent, competing functions defeats the purpose of having a strategy at all. In this respect, strategy is very much like ethics. We all know the difference between someone who sees ethics as simply one more thing they have to do and someone for whom it is a way of understanding their work that informs everything their organization does. 
Michael Porter is clear that senior executives' responsibility is not simply stewardship of individual functions. Its core is strategy, defining and communicating the company's uniqueness and forging fit among activities. In Porter's view, only the chief executive can provide the necessary perspective and discipline to define what the organization will be and why, and to integrate all its functions into a coherent whole. This doesn't mean that there's no role for a chief strategy officer or director of strategy, but strategy officers should support, not substitute for, the chief executive's responsibility. My suggestion for today is, ask to what extent your organization treats strategy like a separate function rather than a way of thinking that helps integrate the work of the organization. Now that we've considered what strategy is, we are in a position to identify common misunderstandings of strategy. Next time, we'll begin a new series of episodes reviewing these misunderstandings and discussing why, even if they're not entirely wrong, they are no substitute for the real thing. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncy. Talk to you next time.